I did want to bring in Dan Hasty, get his thoughts on Chris Illich uh, making a move that I didn't expect. I thought it would be somebody from within, and they're going to just recycle things, and no. Uh, they went out and hired a new team president for the Tigers and Scott Harris, who was the Giants GM, who has a track record of building a winner, building a farm system, uh, great contracts and deals, and he now is running the Tigers. He will pick his GM, and he said everything right on day one, but I look at the resume, I look at outside the box, uh, two of the biggest things, and I think that's why Chris Illich uh, went with them, Dan Hasty is host of Road to Detroit, the podcast that focuses on the Tigers minor league system available where you download podcasts. Also, play-by-play voice for the Tigers high affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. He's standing by on the Meyer guest sign. And uh, Dan, that caught me by surprise. I really thought they were just going to elevate somebody from within, keep it in the family, and Illich went out and got the right man. You know what? This is one of those pivot points, Bill, that I think – I cannot remember having seen since the day the Tigers hired Dave Dombrowski all those years ago. And and look, I know that's a lot to put on somebody in a situation like that, but I didn't understand what that move meant back then. I know, and I think enlightened Tigers fans know what that move means now. And look, I mean, Scott, here's the thing, you know, and we've talked a lot on this show about spending money or the lack of spending money, here's here's the proof. Scott Harris, if he thought you weren't spending money, he's not joining your ball club. You're not getting Scott Harris. If there's any question as to whether or not he'll have the funds, the budget, the resources to operate, he's clearly got those assurances. And that should be one of the biggest takeaways for Tigers fans. Yeah, I, he's not going to walk away from an organization like the Giants, come to Detroit and be told like, hey, no, we can't. Uh, go out and get anybody because they're going to have to. When you look at the crossroads here, they can't do another full rebuild and hope their minor league system produces five, six, seven everyday players, a couple, three arms in the rotation. They're now looking at a, a Torkelson, a Green. Uh, I thought Kreidler looked very good, good enough to play third base in my mind in front of Candelario uh, next year. And they're going to need some Major League, not all-stars, but, you know, second-tier players that are out of that, you know, you know, 100 million and above deals, and they're going to have to go do it. They, they can't start over again. I get Scott Harris. I love the resume. I was talking with Dan Elvey, one of our Tigers insiders, earlier on the phone. They can't do another rebuild and tell the fans to wait another three to five years. They just can't. No. No, and you know what? I think, you know, and, and he was very specific in not using the term rebuild. And look, we've already gone through that, right? I think we've officially gone past the rebuild stage. And we're now in this particular era. I think this is much more a team build. And what does that mean? How is that different from a rebuild? Well, this way, I think when you're in a team build, you're capitalizing on opportunities presented to you. And look, I don't know how effective the farm system that Scott Harris will be able to build is all that much different than the Tigers' current farm system. And that's not something that I think will get people really excited. But, you know, you look at the Giants and you look at their farm system, they're kind of middle of the pack. So a decent farm system, but not considered one of the best in the game. So, But not, not really to throw cold water on that. What I will tell you 
is that one of the things that San Francisco has done really well, maybe better than most teams, especially in the National League, is taking guys who were decent major league players and turning those guys into very, very good major league players. I think about guys like Logan Webb and Kevin Gaussman. I, I think about some of these other guys. Well, Carlos Rodon was, has also been really good this year. So what he's doing is he's finding these players and he's taking them to another level. And, I mean, you look at the Tigers roster in and of itself, how many guys on that major league roster underachieved this year? A lot of them, right? So find yourself somebody who can put systems and processes in place to help get those big leaguers that struggled this year, not just back on track, but back to a place where we're talking about more of the best-case scenario rather than what we saw this year. I'll go back to what John Vanderwall told me in the spring, what he said in studio this summer, that the entire organization philosophy on when the guys get to the big leagues, their minor league system is pretty good. And, you know, you've seen that. We've watched Torkelson fly through you, you know, the success stories. But there's some disconnect on when these guys get to the big leagues on keeping them ready to play in the big leagues from it can be sports performance training, it can be from hitting philosophy, uh, workouts, everything. That needed to change, and that's why with Harris, he's going to roll in. He worked with about $35 million more in payroll uh, with the Giants. Tigers around 135 Giants, I think, at $170 mil. I he, He's got a clean house, I think. I really do. It's going to be his people in place. He said he's going to hire the GM. I'm as excited about this hire. Wow, I'm trying to think the last time... Well, I liked A.J. Hinch hire, and I still do, uh, but uh, this was a good one, if not great hire. And, and you know what? Now all of a sudden, and, and Tigers fans, just, they, they are so more than deserving of something like this because now you've got a GM that is at the speed, the processing speed of your manager who has quite a bit of influence when it comes to the front office. So now you have not one, but two, and you have two people that can really challenge one another. Whether or not a GM gets brought in, it sounds like it will, you know, that then you have another person. All of a sudden you've got a collaborative process. This, the famous C word in team building is collaborative these days. And you see a lot of different teams really emphasize that it's multiple people making these decisions. And the truth is, is that that was the dynamic in San Francisco. Farhan Zaidi is one of the most highly respected baseball men, really, in the entire game. And so to know that he worked with him, to know that he worked with Jed Hoyer, who's really one of the better GMs over the last maybe 15 years in baseball, and, oh, yeah, the, the arguably the greatest of all time in Theo Epstein. The, the background itself, I mean, truth be told, I didn't know a lot about Scott Harris, but when you told me the background and the people he worked with and the influences he had, I didn't need to know anything else. I already knew that was a significant upgrade from the previous regime, a significant upgrade, and Tigers fans should be pretty excited about it. Dan Hasty, he is the play-by-play voice for the Tigers High affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps, also host of Road to Detroit podcast. You can catch up on another season of that. Just search Road to Detroit where you download podcasts. So on that Road to Detroit, you know, I, all the call-ups, you know, Kreidler looks good. Uh, um, obviously, Torkelson, has, his swing has been nice, better than it was when he was sent down. 
Green looks like a future all-star one day. How many guys from either down on the farm or just off the farm inside that minor league organization for the Tigers do you think will be with the big club come opening day 2023? You know what? I think it'll be more than people think, and mainly because of one key fact is that this is a GM that wants to impart new systems and process. We just talked about this to maximize the current players. I, I genuinely think that most of these guys in Major League Baseball are all around a similar talent level. And what really comes in to, to really, it's twofold. How hard does that player work? That obviously starts and stops the conversation. But if all that's equal, it really comes down with what a team values. Do they pay attention to the right details? Are they focusing on mechanics and, and things that science can help them maximize? Things that matter in today's day and age. I'll tell you this, that's the reason why somebody goes to a place like Tampa Bay or somebody goes to a place like Atlanta, Robbie Grossman, and you see guys have success that they were not having at their previous stop. So uh, I think that's what Scott Harris really wants to make sure that he cultivates, and he wants to cultivate that specifically with the young players because they are cost-controlled. They are under long-term agreements to stay. So, you know, those guys need to be their focus. So you mentioned a guy like Ryan Kreidler. I'm sure that is a high-priority person and player for that organization. I think so many of them are. I think the idea that Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green are finishing this season on a high note is huge. because <laughs> They're not getting all of that special help, that special treatment. They don't have their off-season plan set forth by this new regime just yet. So the fact that they're starting to show some encouraging signs before any of that work gets imparted on them is encouraging. How many guys from the Tigers minor league farm system are on the big league roster opening day 2023? So, and that would be, you know, Torkelson's been up and down. He would count. Green's been uh, pretty much a major leaguer outside of being hurt uh, and a rehab stint. Kreidler, I think, uh, Give me, give me positions and arms that are on the Tigers' opening day roster next year. Yeah, you know, I think there's just there's a lot of different guys right now, and I think when you're talking about the arms, I think a lot of that boils down to what does the injury situation look like, right? I mean, so many of those guys dropped like flies this year. Spencer Turnbull, Tarek Skubal, I mean, Casey Mize. Haven't seen him since April. So, I mean, there's a lot of people that were supposed to have a big hand in this that, that didn't. And that's one reason why. I mean, this team won 77 games last year, and I think it was widely considered when they went into the season that they upgraded. So, I mean, how much room is there for, for young players? I think there's some. I mean, if you're talking about a 30-man roster, maybe you're dealing with you know a third of that roster being some of those young players that you're speaking of. But I do think that they still have a lot invested in some of the guys that they made a priority to get in. What does Eduardo Rodriguez look like next year? I mean, truth be told, he's been fine. He just hasn't played a lot because of the, the time he took away. Austin Meadows, you've got to fix him, right? So if you that, – that's a big offseason project. I mean, whether it's physically, mentally, or all the above – you find a way to get Austin Meadows right. That's a really big help. So I think, you know, with some of the incumbents that they have, I think they're going to dedicate a lot of time 
to getting those guys turned around. And, and on top of that, adding to it, I think because I think they're going to be opportunistic, I think they're going to take some calculated risks. I think they're going to end up putting together some moves this offseason that I don't think we've seen around here in quite a while, especially in the trade market. So, uh, Aaron Judge, uh, $500 million deal? <laughs> yeah, like he wants to play in Comerica Park. Let's talk about moving those fences in before we talk about Aaron Judge. How's that? Yeah, go ask Javi Baez how he feels about that, right? <laughs> They're tough. You know what? I will say, I've heard more smoke about the dimensions at Comerica Park internally this year than I have in a long, long time. And I think that the big line of thinking has turned into, hey, if this is so big, it's actually become a deterrent or a distraction or, worst of all, a deterrent from people wanting to come here, then we need to find a way to balance the scales a little bit. I mean, you can still have a pitcher's park, and you can still move fences in but there's a lot of talk about that right now. And how are you going to project this idea of an improved offense if your guys are hitting 424-foot flyouts? Come on, give me a break here. Javi Baez, uh, uppercut, swing, goes for it all the time. He's been a colossal disappointment. Him and uh, Rodriguez, uh, boy, he just swung and missed. If you're out of probably look back, those two not panning out. Uh, the big reason why he was showing the door. Dan Hasty does a great job. Road to Detroit podcast. Catch up on all the conversations from the year. Just search Road to Detroit where you download podcasts. Also, talented play-by-play voice for the Tigers High affiliate, the West Michigan Whitecaps. And you doing Detroit Mercy Hoops again this year? Absolutely. Yeah, back again, season five. I love it. Uh, keep it up, Dan. My best to you, your wife, and your kid, and your family, and we'll talk soon. Appreciate that. You got it.